Welcome to episode five of the Wheel of Pod, a Wheel of Time podcast inside the Inner Circle Vodka Bar in Tulsa, Oklahoma. I am, as always, one of your hosts, Jesse Orch. And I'm Andy Cagle. And I'm a co-host today. Yes. Editing co-host, Sarah Guile. Hey, Sarah. We're here at Inner Circle Vodka Bar, and today we're going to be talking about episode seven. Yes, which again had a title that I've already forgotten. I think it had something to do with the Dragon Reborn in, in the name, maybe. Anyway, let's talk about this thing. Because this episode, good damn, this episode was great. Yeah. So, I mean, here, you, you want me to start or you want to start? Um, so, we, yeah, so we open up with them going into the ways. We find out that it was made for good purpose. You know, it's obviously dark. They find um, the marker has been clawed up. And then, of course, we run into Mushin Shin, uh, the wind. The dirty which, wind. The dirty wind, yeah. um, which, you know, was scary, but also I think came across a little hokier than it did in the book with the voices, but I still liked. It seemed like they were being attacked by bats. Uh, little bats. Little yeah. bats. Um, I, I did like it, but I also liked that Nynaeve was the one who kind of like came forth and she had like the strong willpower to be like, no, and, you know, flex her. She doesn't know how magical ability with the weaving. And then um, they were able to escape. Um, and they were at a way gate near Aldara. So let's pick it up. So they go into what I think is a very well-designed Faldara. I really liked it that the castle was sort of built into a cliffside. So like if the if if Trollocs or whoever were invading, they have to like climb up this massive hill before even taking the trying to attack, uh, attack the castle. I thought it was just a nice touch. I liked how they decided to make sort of the the borderlands sort of going with the choices that the actor who plays Lan made about his costuming and his way of being, adding a sort of uh, Asian vibe to it, which I, I, I really liked. So they go to Faldara, they have an interesting conversation with the king there, who at first is just like, did my sister complain to you about Trollocs coming, blah, blah, blah. And Moraine said, I was like, I don't have time for this dick measuring contest. Like, yeah. shit's coming, uh, a good day. And he's like, I'm sorry. And then they, uh, then they take a little nap, a nap. Some take a nap. Some get nasty. Sarah, you want to take it from there? I feel like we started with like the battle scene, though. You're right. Oh, my God. We skipped right oh my over. God, we, the best part. The best part. All right. Yeah. Start yeah. that. I All right. Yeah. I was thinking. Yeah. Okay, so this one opened up with like a real, I wish they would have started with something like this, the first episode of the show. Oh, yeah. This would have been really good to get a lot more viewers um, from somebody who hasn't read the books. It's been a lot of like, wait, what was that name? A lot of closed captioning just to kind of remember who we're talking yeah. about. Um, it opens up with this woman who you don't know who she is. She's just a badass warrior. She is struggling to like get to a place where she can have her baby. She's obviously going into contractions and then killing like five, six guys in between. Yep. And then she has to stop. She gets a sidestab and somebody with a heron sword helps her give birth and then she doesn't make it. Where does the sun go? Yeah. Or baby, we don't even know. Yeah. What oh, the that's, tr that, that's true. They, they they go back to the flashback later. Um, yeah. So you know, so the whole episode, you're like, I wonder who that baby was. I mean, no no one who read the book is wondering who that baby is. We all know, but TV viewers are wondering who that baby was. But I mean, honestly, from the casting, they kind of made it pretty clear who the baby was from the look of the mother. There's only yeah. one character who looks like that. Yep, so true. someone who didn't know, like, what did you do? Yeah. You saw that first scene. Obviously, it was a really badass scene. But God, were you able amazing. to connect kind of what it was happening? No. 
had no idea. Excellent. No idea. I knew it was like a, you know, a flashback of some type, but maybe it was a character that they hadn't introduced because they've done that mm-hmm. to where you're just watching a flashback and you have no idea who you're seeing. And then, and then the person comes up. Uh, right. Yeah. I mean, I, I, Andy, I don't want to speak from you, but like as a book reader, actually seeing the scene, they get sort of described to, to Rand later on. Spoiler alert. It's Rand. Uh, it was one, the scene did a lot of book exposition for you about how great the Aiel women warriors are by just showing how badass she is while in pain and trying to hold off giving birth. Like she straight oh. up murders. She wrecks those guys, wrecks them hard. And just like the choreography, the fight yes. scene. Like it was awesome. Like it's probably one of the best fight scenes I've seen. It was really well done. Show. Yes. Um, I feel like this like daredevil hallway fight scene level yeah. where like people are going to be talking about it. Yeah. Sure. I only had one weird, there was one weird like blowing up, speeding down thing they did that I thought was unnecessary, but the rest of it was really well done. Just showing how like, just with spears alone, she was like knocking things out of the air and then just like stabbing people through their necks. It was great. Um, but so we, we see that she's about to give birth or, or maybe die right before she gives birth. And then it cuts back to all of the BS things Andy and I were mentioning about what happened in the episode. Yeah. Um, so, so <laughs> the TV show has decided to like jump forward in a couple different relationship ways. Uh, for example, with Nynaeve and Lan, who I feel like, Pretty early on the series get together, but this was a lot faster than before. Yeah. And which I'm okay with. Like just let's, oh, let's, let's move on with that. I, I so. think that, you know, you, you want to have that love story. And I think the problem is you have a season of television where you can do a slow build in books, but a slow burn and like TV that will they, won't they like just doesn't like you want to see some of that interactions and not like, you know, slow, yeah. like little looks and you know you can tell but nothing really happens like you kind of have to see something so i don't mind them kind of like jumping ahead on some of these relationship things um and credit to amazon for not actually like showing any of it they're like we're not hbo like we don't have to we don't have to show someone's butt again so we only had one butt this season one but i don't know if like if if they become a significant item as the story goes on i'm guessing they do but the way the show presented it to somebody that hadn't read the books it was, she got mad at her friends because she started talking shit about them. She was feeling a little left out. Why are you picking my friend who looks kind of like me, but not me? And why are you guys fighting over her and not me? Oh, interesting. And then, oh, I'm going to go hook up with my teacher's boyfriend. <laughs> that's a like, very that's interesting reading. Like, wait, what? That's a very interesting As thing. book readers, uh, yeah. 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 And as book readers, we, we, we I would never have gotten No, that. because, uh. In the books, like Nynaeve is sort of older than them anyway, and they sort of view her now as, now as like a parent, but like as an older sibling sort of situation. Mm-hmm. And but like in the show, they all kind of look like they're similar in age. Um, but that's a I hundred I can hundred percent see how a TV viewer would see that in that relation in well, that. And now, there. as someone like in their forties, like twenty one and twenty five, like not that far apart. Mm-hmm. Right. In the books, they're a little bit younger, but I think like Rand's like 18, 19, 90 is a little bit younger, or um, Gwen is a little bit younger. But like, you remember when you're like 18, 19 years old and someone 25 just seems so much yeah. older. And so, like, in the book, you really got yeah. that. But then, like, later and like looking at this, they're like, oh, yeah, she's a little bit older, but like, not anything. Like, that's nothing. Um, so, yeah, I can see where maybe some of that we can see kind of some jealousy issues and, right. and, and some stuff. And you definitely get to see like a little bit of a love triangle-ish. Right, and it was well-timed because, you know, Moraine has got her own thing that they 
kind of revealed in the last episode. Mm -hmm. So you're like, okay, well, that's low down if this guy's dedicated his life to you. But if that's not the case, then, okay. Yeah, I mean, the... the Everybody wins. Yeah, their, their relationship is, you know, very interesting because, like, there's no reason for her not to bring Lan into the blight with her. She's doing that to protect him. She's being selfish. Like, his job is to protect her. Mm -hmm. And he's not... She's not letting him do his job, which I think is... An, that's a... It's almost like a betrayal of what their relationship is supposed to be. I think so, too. I think he's going to be... I think she's maybe going, hey, I don't want to risk him. Yeah. We're all going to die. Like, he's, she's but, so happy that he's found some happiness that he, she doesn't want to ruin it. But, but at the same time, yeah, saying like, hey, this is your sole thing. Yeah. And I'm not going to let you do it is a... That's definitely a betrayal, and I think right. um, he's going to be pissed. So, yeah, so after some after some characters have had some, you know, heart-to-hearts and then some bones-to-bones, um, <laughs> uh, Rand has a series of flashbacks to things that we have already seen but from a different angle showing that he knew that he had channeled a couple of times and was told by the dirty wind that he was the dragon reborn and we finally get to see the scene that i think you and i talked about should have been in the first episode which was his father sort of um you know sick hallucinating um having flashbacks of his own life scene where he sort of drops to his son that his son is not his son that he found him while fighting in the um, Aeol Wars, you know, 20 years earlier. And I like the fact, and I think I mentioned this before, when when they didn't show that, I was like, oh, where is that? That I'm like, no, it makes sense. It's I better, like it's better here. It's kind of a mystery yeah. who the Dragon Reborn is until the end of the season, and I and it, I think it came across, and we were able to still see that scene, but I, and I felt like in a place that was more appropriate. Um, and I actually would have appreciated it even in the books. Yeah. And so the episode ends with all the characters realizing that Moraine and Rand are gone, and we see we see them walking into the blight, which is less a blight and more of a, just a really, really massive, creepy-looking forest. Yeah. So. And the only thing we missed in this recap is they went to a tavern, and um, oh, uh, Moraine yeah. talked to Min. Of course, Min. Who God, Min man, sees, a lot of things happen in this episode. A lot of things happen in this episode. Ooh, uh, who, Min. Who sees images around people. Yeah. It's not um, the magic system. It's not the weaving or anything else. Um, it is uh, just an ability she has, has always had. Not that many people will know about it. Um, and so she th see things around all of our um, Two Rivers folks. And they uh, and she sees them connected. So were, cool. were they saying that it was men that told Moraine about the prophecy that she had oh. 20 years previously? Because in the previous episode, they mentioned someone else who gave them the prophecy. But men talks about how she was in Tarvalon, you know, she didn't say she told Moraine. She, she didn't, but she had it there. She had it in Tarvalon. Yeah. Yeah, um, she, and so I'm wondering like how that connected to the other prophecy that was over, over her. We'll probably get to that at some point, but yeah, I think so. So it was interesting that, cause I think that's kind of newer. Yeah. Um, it's not in the book. So I thought that was kind of a really neat thing that she saw. So, so she knew exactly who it was and remember this as like her first uh, vision. And it actually, I liked it in this kind of a book thing where she obviously means a character in the book. She has these visions, but it's just kind of like a, Hey, as the dark one rises up, some of the old, you know, things that people have are coming back. But in this case, it was pretty much like directly connected to Rand um, where we see like people who deal with the dragon reborn are altered in ways. And so for her, like to have that very first vision about the dragon reborn, and then to now see him was a great like kind of circle on this that I think done really well yes. for, for the story and for the TV show. I, w I will say, I think the show did an incredibly good job of possibly teasing uh, future love triangles when Rand asked Min what 
she saw currently. And she said, she said, was it carnivals, unicorns, and three beautiful women? Rainbows, carnivals. Rainbows, carnivals, and, and three, three beautiful, beautiful women. women. Uh, Which sounded like a joke. Yeah, that's what I thought it yeah. was. Uh, let's just say Rand gets around. So, um, Who, Who's he been with so far? I mean, there was the kitchen, and he didn't actually hook up with the pub wench, did he? No. no. He was kind of like, oh, I'll go in this room. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. First of all, like the most- He put himself in that position where yeah, like, the, he was there, but it's just like, yeah. what? Like, that was the most unrealistic part of the show so far. Uh, like, he wasn't going to turn that down. Anyway, uh, he's, from a, he's from a little village that had sex with one woman. Like, come on. Anyway. Um, but yes, um, you know, well, depending on what the, how the show decides to do the rest of it, that was either like a little- uh, a little- Nod to book reader, yeah, or, or a prediction of what's going to happen. Yeah. We actually don't know. Because at this point, we even said I think a lot of people from the get go are like, the way they do this like weird love triangle with him, yeah, it's not going to work for like modern TV audience. No, it barely worked for me reading it. I'm like, man, this is a little gross. So uh, maybe it was a nod where they're going to treat it like a joke, and yeah, not like a thing. So we don't we don't know. Like the, the great thing about the show is that I don't even know where it's going. At this yeah, point. I mean, like we were flabbergasted after the last episode when they when Matt. Uh, didn't come with them because we're like, what? Like, again, that was a big book change, but practically they had to do it because that guy isn't there anymore. Yeah. So they left him in New Zealand oh. or wherever they were filming. So, that's I mean, th that's our theory about why he was just left. He just left. Cause I don't know if, if you noticed it, but the way that scene was filmed looked like it was filmed afterwards. Uh, sure uh, and they was. just paused yeah. Matt's image in that thing. Yeah. Uh, watch it again. It looks like they, they filmed that later um, after he was, fired or whatever happened to that actor. Um, but I'm excited for season two, Matt, uh, and future Matt. Oh, yeah. So. Mm -hmm. But okay, so that was the episode. Uh, they are heading towards the name of the book, The Eye of the World, mm -hmm. which is, they haven't mentioned it really once yet, but The Eye of the World moves around. It's not just like a place on a map. You have to like want it, and it's sort of, it's in the blight somewhere. Uh, I don't know how much they're going to get into that, but we are headed into the, you know, season finale that I'm guessing is going to have a lot of hand gesture weaving things going on. So it's going to be exciting. I, you know, I think it's going to be, there's a lot going on. Uh, so I think there's going to be a really yeah. good episode. I'm really excited for the season finale. I have one question is, so there's no one going to notice one guy walking from the Waygate to, to Faldara by himself and wonder, Hey, right. how did he get there? Well, no, because if you notice that when they came in, by the time they make it into the, like the road heading in, They've already met up with other people where it's a major city. People are going in and out. When they walked in, there was like a wagon. There was other people. So, no, I mean, I think he's just going to blend in with everyone else coming into the city. Are they it wasn't like it was just them yeah. and no one else around for miles and miles. Um, it was when they first landed. But once they got to the road to get in, I mean, it's it's a town. like Or it's a, it's a city. Like, it's going to have people going in and out constantly. I finally heard I finally heard his whistling as prelude to a bad thing about to happen, which apparently has been happening throughout the season. I just didn't oh, notice. Yeah. But the so are, this is more for Andy because you haven't read the books. And I apologize, but are they going to use Pan Feng as like the three bad guys who are sort of at the end of the first book? Like, are they going to make him sort of combined into all of those characters? I can't imagine. Okay, because I don't know what what, what, what they're going to do with them. Anyway, uh, things that will be answered next week, hopefully. But so, if we had to grade this episode, I'd give it. I give it an A plus. It was a great episode. I'd give it. I'd give it a strong A. Strong A, like a 95. Sure. Yes, like a 95. 94.9. Yeah, A, it had everything for all the viewers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And action, mm -hmm. you know, they went through some stuff. Yeah. There was like, no, I think there was really good. And I like the fact, 
that that had that action at the beginning. Like I think, like you said, they could have had that at the very beginning of the whole season. Right. Yeah. Of course, I don't know how long people would have waited for seven seasons to like hear mm-hmm. why that was at the beginning, but you know that kind of scene, like man. I mean, Game of Thrones started with that. It started yeah. with those, you know, uh, uh, you know, the whatever they were called. Um, White Walkers. No, well, yeah, the the people going out to investigate a White Walker's appearance oh, and then yeah. getting seeing the weird corpses thing and then all getting murdered. Oh, yeah. uh, and then they don't really explain it. Yeah, no. They, they, they kill that guy later in episode one and then you, you don't really talk about it again until like season four. Yeah, so hang on. They wait eight seasons yeah. to figure out winter's coming. All right. Hi, puppy. We have a dog here on set. Uh, set. Um, so yeah, we're, we're, you know, the end of season one slash book one is next week. And honestly, after all my complaints about what they cut out, I feel pretty satisfied at this point. So they, they have to nail the ending, which... Really, they don't have a lot of um, instruction on because the book doesn't really nail the ending. So yeah, uh, I hope I'm they looking forward to upon the yeah. ending of the book. It's like, very confusing. He, so his book endings are not great. No, mm-hmm. it's very confusing. Um, so I'm actually hoping they do a better job, and I think they will. Like I, at this point, I have full trust in Rafe and the whole team. Yeah. so I'm, I'm happy. So, so Sarah, how, just like postulating here, how do you think the season's going to end? What do you think's going to happen? Okay, so you just introduced the three bad guys mm-hmm. that I have no knowledge of. So I already asked Andy. I said, Matt's going to be the dark one. He's going to be the guy. He's going to be the villain. He's going to be, he's already got a little bit of darkness in him. And then in this episode, uh, Moraine sent the message home for specifically, I can't remember her name, the red. Yeah. The red Azure. To go talk to the red Azure. Yeah. Like, why specifically her? Well, because they, they hunt men. So, you know, that's, that's, that's really labeling Matt as a threat. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, and she did it through that one woman because the woman had trained in the tower. She wasn't nice to die because I think it got into a little bit in the show, but uh, sometimes um, royalty or different like leaders will go and train the women, will train in the White Tower, even if they don't have um, enough magic to do anything, mm. just to kind of like get that training. I mean, yeah. there's not a lot of colleges. She had the ring, but no stone in it. Yeah. Kind of sad. Yeah. Yeah. So she can't channel, but she did mm-hmm. get training there. Um, and so like a lot of people would go for like a short time, but if you don't have the power, then you can't continue yeah. on. And... So I think the rest of the party is definitely going into the blight. As we speak, they are trying to catch up right now. Yeah. It's they not, are yeah. not going to be left behind. They're not going to hang out in the town no. and just shop or spend time or yeah. whatever they're going to do. I mean, how much, how much headway, like, how, how much of a lead time does Rand actually really have at this point? So, right. like an hour? They have no other purpose but yeah. to go into the Blight with their group, and they're all committed. They're yeah. going. So, so, since we've talked about um, predictions and things, since as a non-book reader, because uh, you also messaged me about what you thought about the Dragon Reborn. Yeah, so let's, let's talk about and get that. into it now, because oh. it had been teasing it. We knew it, but we'd been teasing it all season, and then they revealed it. So, I am the only girl in the room right now, so I don't know how much support Oh, actually, I've got another lady down here over here. Um, I thought, oh, typical. It's like the one hot white guy on the show is the special one. Like, would the storyline be the same if it was 2021? We're writing these stories. Like, maybe it could have been the girl, one of the girls. Maybe it could have been the other guy. Like, it, it, I just, of course, it's him because he's the good looking guy. He's the jock. He's the Zach Morris of the group. He is, he oh my is God, he is the Zach Morris of the group. Definitely going to be in charge. So, I feel like it's funny. There's a string of TV shows where they make like the main protagonist is like the most boring character. Yeah, um, it's, it, it kind of always that way. It's almost like a trope now. Like Zach Morris yeah. was like one of the worst people like on that show. Um, How I Met Your Mother, like the right. worst. Like 
everyone else is really interesting. And I feel like in this show, and it's kind of this way in the book, but in the show, like everyone's more interesting than Rand at this point. Yeah. And I guess like the show, I mean, it would have been, it would have been very interesting if the show had decided to change who the dragon reborn was, it, mm. but if they had made it a woman, it really would have required a lot of later work because of the sort of gendered nature of how magic works in this world mm -hmm. and how it's only the male side that has been tainted. So if it was a woman, then all of their issues with the dragon reborn wouldn't exist because like the, the, the whole concern is that the guy's going to, the dragon reborn's going to go nuts and kill everybody. Yeah. Um, which I would have been okay with them trying that, but I think here's the thing. Rand in the book is not that interesting either. So it's not like make, he, he becomes more interesting, but he starts off. Yeah. I mean, I, he's, He's, I would say by the end, he's maybe almost an interesting character. Um, but it's the other characters who are more interesting, mostly the women characters and even the other male characters who don't have the expectation of being the chosen one on them. They're, they have a free, they have a plot freedom to go do other things. Rand's, right. Rand's, uh, you know, path going forward is pretty laid out and from a viewer standpoint, not the most interesting to watch. So, so let it be the, the, the cute ginger. I don't care. And I would just like to say, yeah, <laughs> even in the, um, you know, cause I not only read the books a lot, but also like would get into the online forums and people talking about it. I've never heard anyone ever say that Rand was their favorite character. Yeah. He's not like, he, obviously he drives a lot of the story, but as far as like personality and stuff like that, or just like really interesting things, it's just not there. Like is Frodo your favorite character? Is Harry Potter your favorite character? I mean, it's not mine for either of those. So main characters are usually not the most interesting. Yeah. So. Well, and I also wanted to say that, like, you know, when she said that, I'm like, yeah, but this was also a book written in, like, the late 80s, early 90s when it started, where, you know, yeah, that was pretty much typical. Yeah, I mean, the, I, I feel like if it was, if the books were written now, yeah, yeah. it would be different. It would be well, 100% a different story. And I, I know, like, it's hard to sort of see these things and view them as different than what they should be. Right. But in the world of Wheel of Time, um, Rand and the Aiel, the people who are he from, they are the ones looked down on as weird and other, even though they are white and red haired mostly. Uh, so the, okay. the, the world sort of switched the sort of racial dynamic we as Americans live in. And you don't necessarily notice that in the book so much because they don't, are they aren't constantly showing you what people look like? But I actually find that kind of interesting. Like in this world, it, it a a white red haired person would not normally be the hero. It would be someone who looks like Perrin or Matt or even uh, Nynaeve or Egwene, because that's what the majority of the world looks like, I guess. Well, uh, and then, okay, so Min, right? Min? Yes. She was telling Maureen in the first, the first visit to the pub that all of them are connected, all four of them mm -hmm. are connected. So immediately I was like, okay, they have to go together. Even if three of them are going to die, it's only gonna work. They're only going to win, or I guess, not join the dark ones. I don't if know. They're yeah. all four connected. I don't know why the show is doing this. If you if you go and you're not the dragon reborn, you're gonna die thing because that just leads to her being proven wrong. If the show does anything close to what the book does, and I, I feel like that's a, an unnecessary um, added seriousness to an already serious situation. Yeah, I think in. the right. threat's already there. The threat's already there. They only make it like, well, if I'm wrong, we're all fucked. You know, like, you know. The Dragon Reborn could die. So he's literally been reborn multiple times. That's his literal name. So it's not like anyone, anyone could die in, in these situations. So, but anyway. And our village has been burned down. We've been almost killed a million times at yeah. this point. We've traveled this far. We're all committed. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like they, everyone's on board. So even though like I'm really, really getting the, tired of them being like, Moraine, can we trust her? Like, shut up. Like, she already <laughs> saved your life multiple times now. Stop it.
But that is definitely very book accurate. It, yeah, I hate it in the book and I hate it now. Right. Like, Rand, like, drop your privilege a little bit and think about it for a second. Well, like, Matt's an asshole. Leave him. But here's, and I get this because it, Robert Jordan in some interviews talked about this, but yeah, in movies and TV shows and books, when like the wise old person like comes up and is like, hey, I'm going to lead you on the right path. They're like, of course they are because that's what it does. But in real life, if someone came and told you like, you're going to fight the dark, you're just like, I don't know you. Who are you? Yeah. Like, but maybe I, you're, maybe yeah. you're like taking me there because you are like, you know, gonna like part, like working for the dark one. You're trying to get me there. Like, I can understand why you'd have that doubt. And yeah, at first. Oh, that's another. So, so does everybody know about the dark one, even when they're just living as farm boys? Well, yeah, I mean, like, women yeah, in the two rivers, they yeah, about yeah, because like knowing about the devil now. Yeah. Because, okay. well, th there's a whole thing about how you're not supposed to say the term dark one out loud. In the books, at least, um, you know, so he's got lots of different names and whatnot, and like, so yeah, it's like it's like um, Harry Potter. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You know, the he uh, shall not be named. Yeah, yeah. And but yes, it's very much like a, a you know a god devil sort of situation. Like, even if you're an atheist, you know what the devil is. So, um, but yeah. So well, okay. So we've reviewed the episode. We have rated it. Should we bring out our new toy? Sure. Dun, 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 I'll, I'll, I'll insert some interesting music here. Can you see it? All right. Oh, 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 oh sorry. Oh, you're the doll. Oh, sorry, sorry, puppy. We have the wheel of topics. I think you're rolling your sleep on your toe, by the way. She now, you viewers cannot actually see what's written on this wheel, so you're going to have to trust me that when I spin it, I will read what's actually on it. But here we go. I'm going to hold it. And I'm going to go ahead and describe it for the people who are sure. listening to it and not, uh, and not watching. Um, I also wanted to say that uh, for those of you who are listening and not watching, um, we're slowly getting more and more into costume as we yes. do this. So we have our, um, you know, very uh, Wheel of Time themed coats on. Yep. As time goes on, we might get more and more into costume, or at least I will, because because I like to. There's not enough hats in the show yet. I, I would like some more hats, please. So, um, <laughs> yeah. all right. All right, so how we, so how we spin this? All right, here we go. That's it. So we're spinning the wheel. Going around, you can probably hear in the background, and it is landing so, on uh, Matt. Oh. Matt, question Matt, mark. Okay. mark. So, uh, where's Matt? Like, my question, like, it'd be pretty funny if he was just sitting outside the uh, the other way gate, just being like, yeah. "What am I gonna do now?" I'm really interested in the storyline because I we don't know. Like yeah. you said, this is not what happens. I have no idea what he's gonna do. Is he gonna, you know, stumble into his own army? Is he going to? you know, start calling, wreaking havoc in Tarvalon. Is he yeah. going to, you know, try to head back home? I have, I have no idea. This like, up the horses. And yeah. Actual horse trader. Yeah. 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 If they come yeah. back and he's just like successful horse trader. God, that would be oh, amazing. That'd, that'd be hilarious. Legitimately. That'd yeah. be hilarious. I mean, Instead I, of he's like, what are your skills, a horse trader? And oh, she was like, that was a great line. I mean, it's, I told you. We all know that the, that the, you know, the Matt character has been recasted for season two. So is the next time we see Matt going to be the new actor? And if so, how are they going to write that? Like, are they going to have him run into the rest of the characters and they're all going to be like, Matt, yeah. and just pretend like nothing's changed? I would say probably. All right. I mean, that's what they did for Game of Thrones. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's true, but that was a much smaller character. Uh, they also did that on uh, Roseanne with the sister. That's true. You know, I think I think we can buy it. Yeah, we can buy it. I'm just I'm very I, I'm I'm interested in the process. Like, how do you do you 
do you sort of wink at the audience when it happens or do you just play it off like nothing has happened? Or throw in something where like he's in a major fight and it's just like bloodied up. Ooh. And then when he heals up, he just like looks completely different. Yeah. It's like, oh. it's like, ooh, Matt, did you get some work done? That's her thing. So. Did the dagger stay behind or did it go with them through the way? We don't, we don't know. Well, because again, uh, a, a book change was that in the book, the dagger has to stay near him for a while, like, oh. or otherwise it would cause him harm. But in the show, they were like, no, take the knife away. So I think the knife's still in Tarvalon. Well, and it, it also, the show made it seem like he was completely healed. But then she says, no, he's not completely healed yeah. yet. So I'm not sure how they're going to play that. That's very interesting. All right. So yes. in the book, because in the books, the it doesn't have to be this way, but the dagger plays a prominent role and kind of like what starts off the second book. So if it's, I totally forgot that. Not there, or if they like, if he's completely healed, they could still go on there, but they're gonna have to come up with another reason. So, who? And yeah, we, we don't know. Listen, I'm uh, uh, for the people listening slash watching. The thing I am most interested in for the pretty much the rest of the show is how they handle Matt's story and what happens to Matt because some fucked up shit happens to Matt, and I don't know how they're visually gonna show some of those things. And I'm both excited and scared. So I think it's gonna be great. Uh, I hope so because it's real weird. It's probably the weirdest stuff Robert Jordan gets into, and I don't know how they're gonna do how Amazon's gonna handle that. But so I really think that the storyline actually gets much much better after the first book. So yes. I'm I'm really good. The inter- the characters all get more interesting. Yep. Um, they go through a lot more stuff, and so this is very you know it had to be to introduce like a big world to size. It's it's great, and I loved it, and it really definitely got me into it, and I'm loving the season. But it's you know, not as interesting. It's not the best just, stuff, yeah. Except for just introducing it. We're like, man, this world's really cool. And then all the really interesting things to the characters happen later. It's a real Harry Potter, uh, Sorcerer Stones sort of situation where the first, first book isn't really that interesting. It just sort of... It, Introduced it, the characters. It, yeah, it, it, you, but there's you, not a lot of nuance yet. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's not a lot of like, yeah, they don't have to go through as many like really hard, you know, tasks. And, yeah. And like uh, Troubles. But, yeah, the uh, book one of Wheel of Time is very much like the first two Harry Potter books, and then it starts to get it, then it starts to get interesting. So, so do you think he has a like an actual hit out on him currently? Like he's going to be detained yeah. or killed or um, well, just I, supervised? So or? the 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 Reds only hurt men who can channel, and so I don't know what they're going to do when they find he, Matt and he can't actually channel because he can't. So I, it, that seemed really weird to me that Moraine would do that. Um, as a show where I was like, okay, this isn't character, but I, but I, after thinking about it more, I think it is because yeah, they're not going to kill him. They can't, you know, um, he can't channel. So they're not going to do anything for that where they cut off the power. They can only detain him, which is what she needs. Ooh, with the false dragon. Maybe. Did they hang out? That would be a buddy episode that I would like to see. Actually. Well, should we spin the wheel again? Yeah. All right. This just lives in my house now, by the way. Uh, Love triangle. All right. Okay. Yeah. This is great. Okay. So the show, the show finally just right out loud mentions what I guess they've been teasing the entire season so far, which is that there was a weird love triangle between Perrin, Rand, and Egwene. 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 I'm never going to be able to pronounce their names right. Uh, yeah. Which I was kind of unexpected because I thought they kind of a little bit hinted about it before when they were just on their own. And you had some weird brain jealousy, but this definitely came out. So it's like, okay, 
definitely with him growing up. It's been a there thing. was some interest, and then oh, okay. yeah. he went and got married, and but you know, and Brandon and Gwen got together. So it, you know, I think there maybe is some jealousy, and also then some kind of like, you know, guy kind of showing off, bumping chest kind of thing. Here's the thing: I don't care. I don't care about love triangles. They're dumb. They're tropes. Like, let's just move on. Like, like you're about to go like face the sort of end of the world. Like, get over your own bullshit. Anyway, that's my thoughts. That's Jesse's corner on love triangles. Well, for the sake of the show, there does need to be a little bit of sex if it's not a kid's show. That's true. Um, yeah. There's got to, you know, be a little bit of that. But as far as the books go, yeah. Well, in the books, and there's like not it. any at this point. They're a little yeah. bit younger. So when you're in your, it's also, they're in their 20s now, so they should be. Yeah. And when you're in your 20s and you're young, uh, you're going to have sex. Yeah. You know, especially in a world that doesn't have, like, organized religion, you know. That's true. Yeah, then you're going to, you're going to, you're going to do it. I will say that that brings up one point the show hasn't really done yet, which is a sort of the Wheel of Time universe curses that exist. They've not done enough of those yet. There's a lot of, like, specific to the world of Wheel of Time curses. So we heard our first one in this episode. We did. Oh, when? So... Uno, they, they didn't mention him by name, but there is a, uh, Uno is one of the um, guys at Faldara. He has the eye patch, which is why he's called Uno. Um, and he is known in the books to curse a lot, yes. but it's Wheel of Time cursing. And so he says, and I don't remember the exact thing, but he's like, it's bloody good to see you. And they use bloody a lot. Yeah. Like, as kind of like bl- the F-bomb. Bl- yeah. Like blood and ashes is like the, the Jesus Christ, I would say blood almost. Okay. Yeah. Blood and ashes. Okay. There's, um, uh, but there's also some weird ones like, um, uh, oh, Mother's Milk. I think uh, I heard that one. There's something tea. Uh, man, I should I really I should be able to just rattle all these off, um, because when I was a teenager and reading these for the first time, I started using these curses because I am a nerd. And it's a, yeah, have any friends. it's a real bell star uh, frack frack sort of frack frack sort of situation. I just like look yeah. for somebody to be like, oh, I got it. Okay, it's like okay. frack you. It's like uh, friends. Yeah. We're friends yeah. now. Um, but yeah, Blood and Ashes is a very popular curse in the books. So hopefully we get more of those. I like, I like that. That makes that, that, that makes me feel like the world's been lived in because you need curses because right. you do. So how I think else that was a good yeah. Easter egg. Yeah. Like, like tell me what a character does when they like hit their foot against something really hard. Tell me what they say. That's how I know a world is real. So, and also I really love, uh, we haven't gotten to our favorites and not favorites. Things, That's true. So um, I'll, I'll save it for the, for the favorites. Though. All right. All right. Let's, let's do uh, one, one more wheel spin. Yeah. All right. So we're spinning the wheel again. Spin, spin, spin. It's going around. Okay. It's your time. It's going through spin lots of go. colors and it's going down to sexy time. time. All right. Okay, so yeah. Sexy time. Got into a little bit. Um so we had at least two sex scenes, at least in this episode. Um Lan and Nynaeve, and definitely Rand and Egwene. Egwene. Yeah. Uh Got busy. Again, the show is very weirdly prude about the sex scenes. It's like, oh, Lan has his shirt off. So uh, we only get to see parts of Lan's body, apparently. And we've seen Lan's butt and his chest. So, which is people what they want. Yeah. Um, he's got scars because he's a real man. Uh, both, both external scars and internal scars. Right. But I think, so, I mean, so I think there's mm. actually like, you know, plot <laughs> for you. it to actually see him. That's true. Um, to see just kind of how like uh, bloodied up he is. Um, Listen, the, the scars remind us the past is real. I'm going I'm to keep saying that please, every time. Stop. All right. Uh, he has so, to tear his heart open man, just to feel. And I, I thought this was a, a realistic <laughs> way they did it because here's the thing. If you're about to like go into a place where you're going to die, 
yeah, I'm having sex. Yeah. 100%. Right. I'm getting on. It's going to be freaky. I'm going to try things that I wouldn't normally try. So I'm like, it's gonna be real, this is the last real time, exploratory. You know, it's like, man, I've never thought I would do that, but hey, let's give it a go. But Lan is so like nonchalant because he wasn't he even like in the when he was having the pillow talk with the other guy who passed and he was like, yeah, I've been with a couple guys. Like he mentioned he had been with a variety of people. Oh, in yeah. Past. So like he nonchalantly was like, yeah, guys, be, girls, multiple guys. You know, so I think that I don't want to be exactly, but yeah, so in it, um, Lan's a good looking guy, everything yeah. else. He's with Moraine, but they're not together. So Moraine has kind of her love. Um, she doesn't quite in the book, but it's, you know, she is on her mission, everything else. And so when you're going around, you're traveling around in different cities, you're not going to be there long. You have like a bunch of love affairs, but you don't get emotionally connected. Um, and I think that this is the first time where he's being like emotionally going, oh, this is not just, right. you know, a one night thing. Like I, this he's is the one who's yeah. like, Challenges me, yeah. you know, who I can open up to. And so I think we start to see that. I think they show that. In the so in the show, the show's already mentioned this, but uh, Moraine is able to shield her bond from Lan. Lan right, can't do right. Lan can't do the same, right? No, he can. He can? Okay. So like Moraine didn't feel him having sex with Nynaeve. No. Okay. Because that'd be even well, not Maybe. mentioned explicitly. I would my guess is. Yeah, okay. Okay. Um I like how like that's how Lan knows something's wrong or Moraine's having sexy time. It's like she shielded my bond. Yeah, and it's a daytime, so it's not sexy time. So she's in trouble. It's like a, a uh, flight or fight. It's a it's a fucker fight response. <laughs> let's go back to the scars for a second. No, I'm just kidding. All right, um, uh, those are some very artistic scars, by the way. You always know the Hollywood scars when they like still look nice. So, but anyway, um, so we want to go over. Or likes and yeah, dislikes. let's do it. Let's like, do it. So, uh, I mean, we're all gonna say this, but that fight scene, holy crap, that fight scene was fantastic. So it good. teases, it gives you so much about the backstory, but also teases future storylines because she is not the first Aiel warrior we're gonna meet, and they are all that awesome. And I'm excited for it, I'm here for it because uh, fuck those guys. And if she had lived, could you imagine the guilt trip she could lay on her future trial? Oh, Seriously, be like. Dead. I was in labor for three hours. I killed yeah. five men. Of a guy just stabbed me in the snow. stomach. Up, yeah. Okay, uphill, uphill in the snow. In the snow. So I don't want to hear about you not cleaning right. your room. Yeah, yeah. A guy, a guy fucking <laughs> like stabbed me all the yeah. time. A guy fucking stabbed me in the stomach that you were in. <laughs> so you okay. clean your fucking room. So yeah, clean your yeah. room. Take the trash out, okay? I don't want to, have to tell the story again. Yeah. I mean, so what's funny is like that, that scene was so bright and intense. And then they go into the ways where like, yes, the ways are dark. Like that's how they're describing the book. I also thought it was a fun excuse to like not spend a lot of money on the budget. Right. Oh, yeah. For a very, a very quick scene. They're like, yeah, it's dark. I think they spent it on the ways that they, right. th that were better anyway. Yeah. Uh, and the ways like the ways God, like another good, I'd say another good TV show change. They're in the ways for a lot longer and I, we didn't need it. And I'm glad they showed. I'm glad they cut it. Yeah, this was quick. Good, was good God! And they hinted that it's like a day's travel, and they might have yeah. to maybe sleep over, but it wasn't uh, quite as long. I'm, I'm, I'm still annoyed they got rid of their horses because they took the horses into the ways in the book, and like, don't get rid of your horses. Oh, They're they kind of handy. Yeah, horses are oh, handy okay. in any world that cars don't exist. So maybe keep your horses, you dum dums. Anyway. That was the first episode. Like the uh, Marine's horse is so beautiful that I just yeah. immediately started googling well, who is that celebrity horse? That, like, what is it? Where is you know? Like, what else has it been on? And then it actually has a name and... Yeah, can you tell us anything about oh, that? Oh, gosh, what's the name? <laughs> like, it was like, back in the first episode? Like Buttercup or something. It's not Buttercup, but it really does have a name. Well, what is the horse's name? It's interesting because there's a, a 
named horse in it. So it's the very first horse that they leave the village with. Yes. It's called Bella. Bella. Her okay. name is Bella. Her name is Hashtag justice for Bella. Justice yes. for Bella is because yes. then they really don't, you can't tell if Bella's still with them. Yeah. Because there's a lot of horses. They and they never, all the horses yeah, go. they never, like Bella. Because Bella stays throughout the entire series. Yeah. Bella's oh. like Rand's horse that he's had since he was a kid. Oh, Rand's like, horse. It, yeah, like it, it, oh. it's. I was thinking Moraine's. Yeah, no, Moraine has a beautiful like, oh, white no, horse. That one's, no, but the one named in the book. Yeah. Yeah, not Moraine. Oh, okay. No, it actually, no, it, it Mar- is named yeah. in the book. It has a name. I read yeah. it. Like, it has a name. Wiki or whatever. Yeah, no, yeah. it's named in the books. Um, yeah. But Bella is like the main horse character. Yes. But um, Land's horse stays throughout most of the series. Yeah. I cannot remember his, that horse's <laughs> name. We're, we're, I like how we're we're professionals at this. We don't remember anyone's name. Yeah. It's a lot. Listen, listen, it's, it's 14 books. There's a lot of names. Yeah. There's, There's thousands of characters. There's lots of horses. Some of them die. It's sad. Um, all right. So that was my, my life. My, that was my TV show like and my book like. Uh, my dislike. Again, the love triangle. Don't care. Um, I, I, it's not that I don't like the actor who plays Rand's performance. It's almost too Rand like. It's just, he's annoying me, which he should be because that's what he does in the book too. So, like, let's move on past Rand. Uh, so, my favorite parts is the level of detail that they're going to from costumes to mm. um, what things look like. And so one of the, like, I don't want to call this an Easter egg. It's just like attention to detail. So um, the, during the AO war, like I, obviously in the books, we know a lot more about the history. So Rand's dad has armor with bees on it, which is the symbol for Ilion. And so you can tell just from that scene, if you're a book person, I mean, you already know anyway, but like who he's fighting for. Mm-hmm. Um, what side he's on. And then, like, if you didn't know, like, how he got there from the two rivers for, like, a totally fighting for a different country. Um, so, but, like, just down to the armor and, like, those kind of things where if you follow the book, you're like, man, that detail's amazing because I wouldn't have even thought about it until I saw it. I'm like, the bees, yes! <laughs> yes, because in my head, I don't even imagine that. But, like, right. watching it, I'm like, this is better than I imagined, which sometimes is really hard in TV shows and movies where, like, oh, I actually imagine this different and better, but because of special effects you know you can't make it quite as good as you can in your head in some cases from the weavings down to some of this other stuff i'm like this is actually better i'm now when i go back and reread it because i'm assuming i will at some point um i do pretty much every couple of years anyway that i'll be like oh some of this will probably still be kind of the original way i did it and some of it will be brand new because i'll be imagining it in this better way so that was my like um yeah my dislike the love triangle was a little weird um and then, you know, it was both good and bad, but yeah, like the Algomar and, and his kind of like super defensive and stuff like that is appropriate, 100% appropriate. Yeah. It's, you know, I was like, oh, it's a character that I loved to just not be able to like, oh, what a douchebag and dislike right away, which is, I guess, not a bad thing because I actually really like the way they portrayed it. So, um, you know what? I don't even have a super negative so far on this episode. Well, yeah. Well, what was your thought about the blight and how it looked? Oh, uh, oh, oh yeah. It's not anything what I expected, which is happening a lot in this thing. It's fine. I, I don't know. Okay. I'm, I'm leaving until next episode. So hopefully we'll see a little bit more of yeah. it and maybe it'll make more sense. But for now, I'm just like, eh. how about you, Sarah? Um, okay. So I love this episode. There is something for everybody. I loved it. I wish it was two hours. I wish the last two episodes would be two hours and just get everything squeezed in. Um, uh, honestly, on the fight scene, it was very like 300. Like it had that delayed, like almost like, did you get a different director for this fight scene? Like this is an entirely different film crew. 
I mean, it's cool, but it is not shot like in any way, shape, or form like the rest of the show or any of the other episodes so far. I, I will say the the showrunner came out and talked about that scene specifically and how they wanted to make it very clear that she wasn't using magic in any way, that it was real oh, okay. battle, right? Okay. That she's just that awesome. And I thought they did a very good job of showing that, that there wasn't any magic involved. That was just real people fighting, and one was just a much better soldier than the rest of them. But but yeah, it did look, it's looked different than any other part of the show so far. And I think they didn't necessarily need to do that either. Right. Like, I think the choreography and the way they shot it was so good anyway. This added to if it was like its own thing, but yeah, it doesn't, it didn't have the same vibe. Um, I like the ways that they showed. I mean, it, if a monster would have come out, it would have been very difficult to make it look authentic or some type of like good CGI. So just having the wind was nice. Um, you can kind of imagine what was in the wind. Um, the voice that Ran heard at the very end that mm -hmm. he said, you are the dragon reborn, is the exact same voice of the dark whisper. Like, so I kind of was like, wait, is it true? Are they just trying to, mm. like, trick him? Like, why is he getting, it's like the same kind of, like, that gritty whisper. Yeah. yeah it, well, did you notice it, it, the longer it talked, the more it became who's ever, who, whoever was hearing it, it came, became closer to their voice. Oh. If you, if you listen to it, like, hmm. uh, either with headphones on, which I did at, at one point while watching the episode, you, the voice changes from, like, a, a beginning evil to, mixing in the character's voice as it keeps talking. So, so it's definitely like reading their thoughts. Yeah, it's becoming them. Yeah. It's it's actually really it's actually really well done because by the time Rand hears You Are the Dragon Reborn, it's almost nearly his voice if you listen to it really closely. So Man, the nuance cool. of the show. Yeah, like those like listen, I'm a podcast producer, so sound is my my, my jam now. They did a really good job with the sound design of that voice, which you wouldn't watching it in this bar here, you would not have noticed. So so go back, listen to it again and uh but yeah, it was very much like just like creepy voice. Uh, but they did do a couple of interesting things. So that's just my that's something I forgot to mention earlier. But I really enjoyed. That so cool. that's interesting. Um, like uh, Nynaeve and Moraine's sound vision, it's very clearly their voice at the end, just because their voices are very distinctive. Um, I, you don't spend enough time with Perrin to really hear it or Lan, um, and you don't with Rand until he flashes back to it. So. But it's it's when Nynaeve hears her own voice saying that they're all going to die is when she freaks out. So Well, that, and then I also thought it was like, when they're like, you can't save them. I'm like, oh, you don't tell Nynaeve yeah, that. Don't, yeah, do not tell like, Nynaeve if, what if, she can't do. If you're going to, like, right. trigger anyone in any way, it's telling Nynaeve yeah. she can't do things. Like, that's definitely, like, even in the book, everything else, where it's like, you can't do that, watch me. Yeah. Like, more than any other character, anything. Like, it's just like, yeah. She is, lo she is Locke from Lost. Do not tell her what she can't do. Right. Anyway. Um, so did you have any dislikes? No, I just thought it was really good. I mean, uh, I'm excited to see what happens with Perrin. I'm, I really like, I guess I grew up reading the, you know, the werewolf and vampire stuff that a lot of people really go down the wormhole into. So of course it was like, oh, he's a werewolf. I know that doesn't exist here yet, but I am excited to see what he's able to do with his specific powers. Um, I'm excited for, which we, we got teased uh, thank you to viewer uh, Jason Avery for pointing this out, that in the last episode uh, with Moraine and the Emerald seat, the Emerald seat, where what he thinks they went to was into to the dream world is where their rendezvous was. And if that's the case, then like we're going to get a lot more of the dream world going forward. So I'm very that excited about that. That would be actually that. really interesting. That would so, make sense. I am not going to try to pronounce the word for the dream world in Wheel of Time because it's impossible. So if you, unless you want to give a shot, Andy. I'm going to wait for the next episode. Okay. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, um, well, thank you all. This was a great episode. It was a great episode of the show. It was an okay episode of the pod. Um, I'm excited to be on. It is thank really you. great hearing an opinion from someone. It really who is. Came into it with really fresh eyes and everything else. Um, and really interesting to hear like your predictions and stuff for the end. I think that's really interesting. Like having, like if I didn't know the book, having Matt like become one of the bad guys makes total sense. That's a great idea. Like I, I want that to happen now. It, it's, I mean, and it could happen. Who knows? Whether that's true. We, yeah. Point. I mean, they, they could merge. There's so many characters and so many plot lines. They could merge a couple to make a really completely different story. They're going to have Yeah. Like I feel like there's way too many. There's way too many characters. Bad guys. There's way too many characters. Like even like the side characters, they've managed to merge like. Yeah every end they've gone into into like one person you know it's like good like like in the book you meet so many people in faldara and you're like they God, all do, have do, names. do i have to keep track of all these people and you do and they were like no here's one person yeah it makes it so much easier here's the so king many names in the book yeah. and then they're like they'll come back like two books later and we're like that random person in the yeah. end not only had a name but like it's now back doing stuff i'm like who's that person yeah and like i get it now but like for the first time i read it through i'm just like what is going right. on yeah Game of Thrones did that very well, and I feel like Wheel of Time is going to do that pretty well. Wheel of Time has no choice but that's to do that. I think so. Wheel of Time, like this whole, like, like that's Cat's Paw. Like that dagger is Cat's Paw. That's like the same, that's like that, uh, the same dagger from Wheel, or from Game of Thrones. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Looks yeah. just like it. It is pretty similar. Listen, I mean, they filmed it in New Zealand. Like there's, there's pretty much three companies now that make all movie type weapons now the, yeah. we're all we're all born out of lord of the rings so everything looks great now well, they're not filming in new zealand not anymore you'll know that's sorry that's that sorry other show um I was say, no, this, this is, was in croatia and uh um, prague, prague. Yeah, so they, was game of thrones too part of it right? yeah. yeah yeah well game of thrones is all over the place yeah like um uh ireland spain. iceland spain um they, yeah they went all over for the stuff so this is mostly like yeah croatia and and uh and like they're yeah. based out of Prague for like a lot of their stuff. Yeah. I know because I was going there as they were filming and I was trying to find a way to I remember like make it you, on. You were texting like, me about it. Yeah. So I was like translating like all these like Prague like websites so I could like go audition for like the background scenes and stuff like that <laughs> while I was there because I knew they were filming and it just did like, not I can work be a peasant. Out. So I'm like, I don't just anything. Like I will I will do anything. Uh and I was not able to. But that would have been my dream. But they were filming more episodes, who knows? Yeah. Um well so thank you all for I I uh, truly, we've had some really great Facebook and Google comments. Thank you for caring about this thing that we do. And we'll see you next time on the season finale of season one of both Wheel of Time and the Wheel of Pod. Yes. A good day. What's a good Wheel of Time saying goodbye thing? Mm. Like, a, they say goodbye. They don't have like a like an expression. Do they? Not really. Not that kind of good. All right. Well, I'm going to edit this part out. We'll probably edit it out. We'll edit it out.